0: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about yeah!
0: this, Cowboys? This,
1: this is Talking Cowboys. Live. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. to
2: the goal line. Barry, by keeps it, and he it in
1: Here are Mickey Spagnola,
3: Brian Bratis, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it's time for another edition of Talking Cowboys on a Tuesday here at the Star in Frisco, Texas, home of your Dallas Cowboys, after a rookie minicamp over the weekend, and then reality hits this week as the rookies join the veterans, and then next week we've got OTAs, and on and on it goes. And before you know it, we'll be in Oxnard, California. Right, guys? Yeah, that's where it usually works. Are you going? I am going. Are you going to Hawaii? i I hope so <laughs> that's I buried the lead there, okay yeah. <laughs> before you know it we 'll be in Honolulu. Yes, <laughs>
0: there you go. There, there you go.
3: all right. We had a big weekend and had an opportunity for the first time to check out uh, this rookie class, and the coaches more importantly had a chance to work with them on the field at Ford Center here at the Star in Frisco. And uh, we got a lot to get to over the course of the next hour. We invite your phone calls. Kent Garrison here to take your calls. And uh, any of these rookies that you might have a question about, give us a holler. And we've got three experts in the room. Brian brought us Rob Phillips and Mickey Spagnola, who can tell you exactly how what they saw over the weekend.
4: Can I just give Brian quick props? for yes. finding a way to write 800 words on two separate days <laughs> about these practices, which, I mean, hey, it's great to see guys back on the field doing stuff, but it's not live action. It's not offense, defense. Uh, that took some some work by you.
5: Well, I, you're just going on movement. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going on athletic ability. You're going on guys that maybe maybe there were some things that, uh, I think, for the example, you know, with, Chris Westry, the cornerback from I'd never seen him live, Boy, you know. Wow. So yeah, six four and a half. Wow. Yeah, I was interested to see how well he could really turn, and I knew that I knew that uh, that we would see that. I, I knew that Chris Richard and Chris and uh, Greg Jackson, those guys, would pedal these guys and turn them and break them and stuff like that. So it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of some of the things that these guys are going to have to work on as we get uh, as we get going here. I, Mitch Hyder was another one. Mitch Hyder's uh, film, probably Mitch Hyatt. Mitch Hyatt. Hyatt, Hyatt. Yep. What
4: did I say? Hyatt, Hyder, yeah. Hyder, Hyatt. You're thinking Carrie Hyatt. Yeah, yeah. Hyder. sounding there like you you're from the
0: East Coast, yeah. putting an uh-huh. ER on everything. Yeah, <laughs> Hyder,
4: pizza, Hyatt.
0: Hyatt. But anyway, pizza? yeah.
5: Am I right? <laughs> the, the, the thing is, though, with him, you know, you can see some slow footedness with him. A little bit. Some things that he's going to have to you work see on. see why he was undrafted. Well, yeah, I think there's some more questions about his strength. But you do see some things that you would say, okay, I need to keep an eye on this. You know, as, as they're doing athletic things, you want to be able to kind of keep an eye on, okay, have they improved on this? Or is this something, I think, very early in the campaign last year, we thought, okay, Connor Williams, and we've talked about it a bunch on the show, Connor Williams lacks strength. We saw that, and it was something that kind of was throughout the season that he had to develop. So these are just little things that you can you can't pick up when you're watching Okay, stuff.
3: and uh, comparing Mitch Hyatt and Connor Williams, okay? hmm Look at the age of both of them. Okay? 21. 20, well, Hyatt turned 22 yeah. on February 6th. Right. Very young, especially considering the fact he's a four-year starter at Clemson, had over yes. 50 starts at Clemson. And Connor Williams... I, I've got down. He turned twenty two. What's the
0: date today? He turned 22 Two 14th. days yeah. ago. Yeah. And you know what? One off season in the weight room. Yeah. Yeah. Did him wonders. Yeah. Because if you've seen him now,
4: Mickey and I saw him at the training table yesterday. Much different looking guy. Yeah. And he's got shoulders, a back, and arms. The word out of the team, what I was heard was star of the off season the work he's doing in the program
5: right now. Yeah, he knew he had to do something. Yeah. Good for him. Connor McGovern turns
3: 22 on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. I mean remember the time when, when offensive linemen coming out now Tyron Smith is an exception because he was twenty when he came out. Sure. But when they were twenty four years old and, and you can't uh, and you couldn't even start in this league until you're twenty three, twenty four well, years old. Well you had old. to learn mm-hmm. how
5: to hold trip and clip.
3: There you go. That's what you kinda
0: and once you learn how to do that then they would put you in the That's lineup. Right. Yeah. So speaking of Westry, I saw him standing straight up and I think he was scratching his knees (laughs) he's got arms that go forever Mm -hmm. i thought i was six four and then i'm i'm kind of
4: looking up at him yes i mean it was like looking talking to rico in the locker room i mean and maybe he just seems taller because you're thinking the whole time this guy plays cornerback i mean really yeah this is going to be the great experiment
5: yeah this is going (laughs) to be interesting when you it's funny when they're going to (laughs) get when uh our guy jordan lewis Stands amongst all the trees. Yeah, he's again. It's all those guys because this is a good looking group of of cornerbacks. When you talk about length mm-hmm. and how tall they are and stuff like that, so this is the the plan of action for Chris Richard. and and uh, you know it's, we're going to see we're going to see if this, if a six
0: four and a half corner can really play. That's what we're yeah. going to see. I thought one uh, one of the guys that changed my impression on him was Tony Pollard. Just the talk of him about everybody describing what he was like, and you know he was going to be the next Lance Dunbar. The guy's six foot two oh nine, and he was a lot bigger than I anticipated to see. I mean, he looked like a regular running back more so than played like a regular running back gadget mm-hmm. guy. Well, like right. in person, just talking
4: to him, he he doesn't yeah, not just on the field. He just standing next to him, he's a good size running back. And he's a bigger running back than Mike Weber, which I think just hearing about what they did in college, you get the thing, you get the misconception, okay, Mike Weber is more of a traditional running back. He's probably a bigger stout running back. Mike Weber was standing pretty much at Zeke's locker over the weekend, and I'm used to talking to Zeke at that spot, noticeably smaller than Zeke Elliott. And, and Pollard's, you know, like Mickey said. But six foot two ten, something like that. Yep, and, decent uh, size.
3: And Weber Weber's listed five ten two eleven, so he's yeah. uh, two curve. inches shorter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of Mike Weber, uh, what uh, what do we know about Mike Weber's situation? Is uh, he had an MRI on his knee? I didn't hear anything. Haven't heard the results. I
5: I, I I talked to some people, and they said that they they felt like that everything was going to be okay. He was actually out there Sunday watching practice, so it wasn't like he had to. He wasn't laid up or anything like that in the training room. He was on the field not doing anything, but he was on the field
4: watching. And I believe he jogged back out onto the field late in that yeah. first practice so I, yeah I don't think they think it's something yeah. serious and
3: uh, Todd Archer's got something this morning uh, he won't have surgery at this time on a sore right knee that required an MRI uh, hope is rest and rehab will help but there yeah. is a possibility of needing a scope and then you have to go to the website which takes time to get over there yeah I did so anyway
0: I didn't see him working with the conditioning guys yesterday no I might have missed him but I didn't I didn't see him out there
3: so, pull back the curtain. What, uh, what are the rookies doing now this week here? We had the rookie mini camp, and so they, they just go right in with the offseason program with the vets. No.
0: They don't. They have their own session. They have their own session. The afternoon, in the afternoon.
3: Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. In their own locker room. In their own yeah, locker their room. In their own locker room. Right. Yeah. Which so, we're not allowed can to they, go in. So, they ca- can they catch a glimpse of a veteran, maybe in the hallway?
5: I'm sure they run running. <laughs> oh, they're, <in>. oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they're in meetings and stuff together, right? Yeah. They just don't work out together.
0: <laughs> That's stick, the thing. The veterans work out in the morning, and yeah. then they come in as an, the so, afternoon. Group. So
3: then next week. So this is their uh, – the orientation continues for the rookies this week, and then next week when OTAs start next Tuesday, that's when –
5: Well, they need they, – they've got to try and do the best they can to get these kids in the best shape they can. up Because, again, the problem that they're running into is they're behind what we've seen with the captain's workouts and sure. stuff like that. So if there's there's not going to be any – they're they're going to get thrown in the deep end of the pool next week, and there's going to be a lot of learning. I mean, they don't slow down for vets, and they're surely not going to slow down for rookies.
3: They're so, sort of
0: treating them like this is their start. Yeah, like yesterday was their start of exactly. strength and conditioning.
3: Yeah, it's it's better than what it was, right? A ton uh, better, you know, because before they'd come in, there'd three be days seven after people the on the injured list. But when we, right. by the
5: time we start this, yeah, but
3: you'd have rookie mini camp. Uh, the The following weekend after the draft, you know, they'd basically four or five days after the draft, they'd be on campus. They'd be here for three days, then they'd go back their their own separate ways, and right. then they come back a week or so later. Right. And they had no opportunity this way. They can they can go right in transition
0: into the NFL. Basically, well, at least and, they know
5: the drills they're going to see when they right. get to
0: minicamp, and that their college stuff
5: yeah. is all over with. Yeah,
3: right. And so forth. Right. Yep.
0: And basically, that's all we saw during the minicamp was a bunch of drills technique stuff I don't even know if the at one point I didn't know if the wide receivers were ever going to touch a ball yeah, you know, they you know they Sanjay would right. step by yeah. step by step on the routes, and they
5: did some stuff in team period where they threw the ball to the receivers a little bit.
3: And yeah, but
0: it was it was skeleton team, right? Yeah, you
3: know that's how John Wooden coached his boys back in step the step by step. You, well, you, first you teach them how to put the
4: uniform on, right? right. Oh, well, that's right, that's right. I've read that book, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and you can watch, you know, where guys are lining up a little bit. You know, Connor Mcgovern getting work at center. Although we're talking about a thirty man camp. Over the weekend, and Mark Colombo told us he was there. You know they're planning to kind of work him at two spots, um, but you're looking at what your shouldn't third pick is doing, and he's lining up at center right now. Yeah, shouldn't
5: been a problem. He he did it at Penn State, so he's yeah. he's comfortable with that. stuff. Somebody had to snap the ball. Yep,
4: exactly. I mean it's yeah, smaller smaller sample size.
3: So you, you like uh, you, you like what you you're seeing at offensive lineman on the depth chart now at, at offensive line
5: the guy that the chart. guy the depth is fine that you know the the guys that they signed I'll, I'll tell you what now I was I was impressed with the kid from uh, from Indiana Brandon Knight is who I was impressed with as far as if you look at the the mobility and things like that that he was able to do I, I thought he was really athletic and you know he when you go through those drills. You know who's the guy again? The foot quickness. Who's the guy that has the lateral slide? Who's the guy that can, you know, get off the ball and all? But I mean, again, that's and that's, he's that's, a tackle. And he's a tackle. Six four three fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, and they're playing him at the right tackle spot, too. So, you know, they, Mark Colombo said it, too, in the, in the preseason, the whole idea is to have the best offensive line you can have so you can evaluate your team, these running backs, your quarterbacks, your receivers. So you don't need your quarterback running around all over the place. So hopefully they've got a good group of, of offensive linemen that can stay healthy throughout training camp. And then when they get in these preseason games, then we can evaluate them. But they also help evaluate the other positions by
0: how well they play. I liked Rob's uh, Aggie, the safety, Yep, Donovan Wilson. Wilson, mm-hmm. yeah. He uh, He's faster than I uh, anticipated seeing, and he moves. He's got good feet. He moves awfully well. As a matter of fact, when they were doing their little skeleton drills, they had him lined up at times in the slot. Uh, he's He so, appeared
5: to be the one guy that was getting the most – when, when they were when they were shifting the formation again they were just using managers and coaches to shift to, to give them looks with the front and a you know in the backs and he was the one guy that had to do the most adjustment and and just watching him he was the one that was able to communicate quickly to the others. What was happening? It, he's, it, it, he's an older
3: guy. He's twenty four years old, right? Yeah, you know, and yeah. and he had an injury his what would have been his junior year at A and M in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Came back, had a strong year, but really, when you look physically at him, compare him with the fifth round cornerback Mike Jackson, Jackson is is actually larger than
5: Donovan Wilson. It's a good looking group of guys. Uh, yeah. Like I said, when they when they were out there stretching, and then they get into their team or to the excuse me to their individual periods. As they're going through the drills, it, it is. It's a, it's a very uniform-looking group with, I mean, with the exception. of Westry is much taller, yeah. but, but as far as, you know, they're, they're, there's, there's length there. There's, it looks like they're guys that have a little a little range to them in the way they were playing. And so I think that's a, clearly a plan that Will McClay and this uh, coaching staff wanted to, to go with.
4: Uh, your guy, Donovan Alumba, was eligible for this camp. He you was did. out there yep. at corner. And, you know, Wilson was the only technically the safety in camp over the weekend, um, the rest of the guys were corners that, that Chris Richard and um, who's our who's our guy, your, your old teammate, safety's coach. Greg, Greg Jackson was coaching. Yeah. Uh, another guy that stood out to me. Jalen Jelks. Yeah. Defensive end. Seventh round pick. Uh, just a physically imposing guy. Six five. He's got great size. He's about uh, he's in the two fifties. He doesn't have a ton of weight on him. Uh, but he's, he's a twitchy guy rushing off the
5: edge. Yeah, I think Rob's right there. What I noticed about him is when they put two guys next to each other, say, for example, Jackson, the defensive end from uh, Miami that they drafted. Joe Jackson. Yeah, I was trying to see, okay, who was able, when they had, to, when they had these drills, where they bring them off the ball and then they move them to either left or right or move them straight up the field. I was looking at guys that who could plant their foot and get lateral the the fastest. And he, by far, when you when you're comparing two guys right next to each other, there's always gonna be one guy that's gonna put his foot in the ground and then be gone. And and that was Jux. He was consistent throughout of being the guy that was able to to put his foot in the ground, turn or to open his hips, turn and then get out and get down the, the line of scrimmage. And I thought that was impressive. You know, if you get a guy that can react that quick. I think that you see why he's got some pass rest skills because of his ability to turn, open, and then go. Did
0: you? Uh, for, a, for a seventh round pick, he moved awfully well. Yeah. They do that uh, that drill where they run through the blocking dummies and have to slap them with one arm and then go the other way and slap again. And he got around those dummies it, it, it's, awfully, awfully well yeah, yeah.
4: for a seventh round pick. And we haven't even mentioned the second round pick yet tristan hill but he i mean you can see him with the feet for a man his size i mean you can see why he's got the traits that rod likes in an under tackle yep. and 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 he works
0: hard now yeah does he does do that i mean he was you know first one in line and he he was moving i mean he was he was hustling and i would imagine marinelli took uh took note of that and there's another one who's a very young guy <laughs> tristan hill
3: yeah i mean i think he just turned 21 um Back on the defensive ends for just a second, we'll come back to Tristan Hill. Uh, in your pre-draft uh, stuff, mm-hmm. looking at Jalen Jelks, they had the other defensive end at Oregon, Justin Hollins.
5: Yeah, he was more of a linebacker. Yeah. They, they played him like as a stand-up linebacker. But Jelks was a guy that you could see he would put his hand on the ground as a rusher. But then they also put him like they reduced him down to play some defensive tackle in the nickel, and he was able to like play double teams. It was it was kind of neat to watch him. They do a drill where they they, they where Leon Lett and Andre Gerard do they fight pressure. You know, it's like you take on a double team, and then the pressure goes away, and then you're supposed to react to the pressure. Well, Jellx is very comfortable doing that because he's had the ability. I mean, sometimes you put a guy down inside like that, and he has no idea how to feel. And and he he had that. He was able when when like uh, when Andre moved away, then he was able to chase down quickly down inside stuff. So yeah, th- those are things that you want to do. If he if he can play if he can play some rush in, and then also potentially help you at some nickel tackle stuff and, and handle the inside run stuff playing that way. That's a good thing at 250 something pounds. And kind of to your point, Mickey Justin
3: Hollins, who is from Arlington Martin High School, he was drafted by Denver in the fifth round. Yeah. And uh, Jelks had just as much production at Oregon as what Hollins did. Hollins was he was on the opposite side of Miles Garrett at Arlington Martin High School. Right. Imagine that.
5: Yeah. <laughs> no, and in this high school yeah, football. this kid played as a stand-up outside linebacker. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Rod Marinelli asked me. He said, "Hey, would do me a favor and watch this Hollins kid and tell me if you think he can put his hand down." And I, I was saying, Coach, I think he's more of a stand-up outside yeah, linebacker. Thin. He's a yeah, thin-built guy, but he's mm-hmm. got some pass rush skill. But he's like, do you think he could put his hand down? And I, I came back with it. No, I think Jelks on the other side's a better player when it comes to That's a pass That's
3: why I was asking him. Pass it, rusher, I figured yeah. you were looking at the other guy, too. Yeah, looking so, at both those guys, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Uh, So, interesting. There's a seventh-rounder to keep an eye on as we go forward here in Jalen Jelks. And then um, Tristan Hill, you know, the other th- – the other part that we get uh, on this rookie weekend is we get an opportunity to talk to the players in the locker room and get a feel for what their personalities are like. And you can really tell Tristan Hill is a likable guy.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Absolutely. And, you know what? And, and a lot – you know what I noticed about – and I'm not going to say every one of them. It seemed to be a pretty confident group. When you, when you talk to guys, they weren't like mealy They They spoke. Uh, the cornerback that's big. The cornerback from, from Miami,
2: Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yeah.
0: Boy, he, he, I mean, he's ready to hey, go. Hey, he played at the U. Yeah, right? And he fit right <laughs> in. And the other point. guy from the U, the Joe, Joe Jackson, Jackson. Yeah. he looks like a bad man. Yeah. I mean, he's,
5: he's he's built. I mean, he's yeah. big. They were surprised he was still on the board when they picked. That's, I was surprised at some of these guys that, you know. A strange draft really strange draft a lot of people kind of were kind of they people locked into these defensive linemen that that are these players and they said you know what we're gonna like i say a, a offensive lineman gets drafted from sioux falls before maybe a guy like a that's been on a two-time national championship team it's a four-year starter it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird kind of a weird uh, deal for a lot of these these teams they fall in love with guys they fall in love with traits and feel like that they need to to make a you know, make that pick there. But yeah, they, you're talking to some folks, they were really, really uh, surprised that Joe Jackson was there from Miami. They, they, there's a lot of good things to like about him. And, mm-hmm. you know, Miami was a little bit of an up and down team. They started off pretty well, were highly ranked. LSU took them to the mat out here. But things, you know, they kind of pulled things together, but at the end didn't finish well. So maybe that's why people kind of got turned off by these guys a little bit.
0: Larry Allen Jr. spoke more in <laughs> one session than Larry did. His dad did the whole time he was here. It, 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 his entire career. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, very appreciative of the opportunity. And uh, But, yeah, he spoke well. I mean, he... He's graduating from Harvard. Okay? If <laughs> Brian,
4: like Brian said, he's winning regardless. Yeah, he's right? winning,
5: he's winning because he's going to get the degree from a place that you know and get an opportunity. He's got a you know he's got a great background for what he studied and he can go and do a job. If he were to make a practice squad, that would be a huge victory for him. Right. Yeah, he's he is battling for one of the ten spots, and with all these other offensive linemen, I don't think they're going to be able to keep all these guys. So if, if somehow, some way he makes the 10, then he's probably beaten out a couple of guys. He's probably beaten out Puna and Knight and somebody else, you know, or maybe yeah. you know, Hyatt, to, I, to be on that on that spot.
3: So the correct pronunciation is Derek Puna? I think it's a Puna.
5: Pune. P- 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 Pune. Is it yeah, not Pune? It, it, it's yeah, certainly not so. Puny. You don't want a puny Pune
3: it's offensive not puny. line. Very yeah. cute. No. Pune. <laughs> Oh, okay. How <laughs> about on that note, on that dad joke note, let's uh, come back in a moment and we've got some scouting news we need to get into and talking cowboys continues in a moment.
6: Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Eh,
3: uh,
2: it's okay. Just okay? What's not too. Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor. Angus!
4: A deal that's just okay
5: is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today to talking
4: Cowboys. there would be me. Yeah, it would be you today. It's you. All right. They'll just stare at Don't miss here.
3: your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium this season. You won't want to miss these exciting matchups with the Giants, the Eagles. Hey, the Giants and Eagles are coming here this year. So are the Redskins, the Packers, the Rams, and more. Come to Arlington. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com. That'll be good. Packers and Rams both here this year. First place schedule. It is. And uh, let's get into some scouting news because the Cowboys have lost some scouts that, uh, you know, and these guys, the ones that I know, really good guys. Something about scouts. They just seem
5: to be good guys. Decent human beings Mm -hmm. at times. That's right. At times. Yeah, at times. (laughs) (laughs) Which one would you like to start with? I'd like to start with Tom Soskowski. There you go. Yeah, I think that Tom, you know, uh, Tom was nice enough to come by, say he was moving on. Uh, Tom had a hell of a run here with the Cowboys. Got an opportunity to, uh, one of the most famous things he's probably done is drafting or helping draft Larry Allen. We were talking about Larry Allen Jr. Well, here's Larry Allen, his dad. Tom was a big part of that. Tom, West Coast scout did a heck of a job then got to sit in the big chair for a little bit too and you know that's a, not an easy thing to do here and, and and Will McClay has done a great job Larry Lacewell was my old boss I thought did a nice job as well but it's it's not an easy thing to do and I'm really I'm happy that Tom Tom's one of those guys that that feels like he's got a bigger calling somewhere else Tom's a deeply religious man and uh, when you talk to him he always talks about his faith and and how important it is to him and he just—he didn't want to waste any more time. He wants to go out and try and help some people if he can. And so, by all means, you know, I'm glad that he's uh, you know going to be able to do that. You know, he was—he was a great guy to work with. I loved being around him. He's always had a positive attitude. He was always great to argue with about players and discuss players. And uh, I, I, I wish him the very best. I consider him a really, really good friend. Uh, because of all, all the things that we were able to do, and we didn't always accomplish great things together, but I, I'll always respect the way he handled his job. Very professional in the way he
0: went about his business. Been here since uh, 1992. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, kind of almost my entire career covering uh, the Cowboys. Uh, he's been in that scouting department, and uh, you know, and and I think the thing that I, I don't know if people knew that, but. Uh, you know, he coached for 15 years before uh, he ever be- came to the Cowboys, and had been at places like Arizona State and Oklahoma State, when,
3: Pahuska, Oklahoma. Yeah, he's yeah. from Medford, Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Was at Oklahoma State with Tony Wise and Jimmy Johnson, and ended he's up at in University Ada, of Miami yep. with Butch Davis and UNLV. So he's been around, and uh, when he stopped to to tell me what he was that he was retiring. He said he was just he was just kind of tired of it, you know, and he and he wanted to have fun, and he wasn't sure that it was still fun. And you know, he's been what several different roles here: a uh, area scout, a blesto scout, uh, senior personnel exec. I think was his last uh, title, but five six years as the scouting director, college scouting director. So he's been and wore a lot of hats for this uh, organization. And the good thing about Tom to me he was always a straight shooter he he, he he would tell you what he thought um maybe to a fault uh in some circles in the organization but uh he was a straight shooter and uh yeah it's gonna i'm gonna miss seeing him he
4: was always a trusted voice in that room for many many years as you guys said um he stood on the table for Larry Allen. Sure. You did. Said Brian. And I, my memory, one of my memories of Tom, he's always really good to me um, as long as I've been here. But being in the Seattle press box 05 preseason opener, they just drafted Demarcus Ware and he had a big voice in bringing Demarcus Ware here sure too. Did. And i sure remember did. Ware had just a monster opener there. I think he had a strip sack, sack, strip, fumble, and he's just pumping his fists in the press box, you know, which you don't see that often because it's mostly media in there. But I mean, that's validating. You know a really important pick that they had, and this is a guy that's going to go on to be a Hall of Famer, too, probably.
3: You know, I'm looking at his bio here, and then we're talking about Tom Siskowski here, who is retiring after many years as a scout with the Cowboys, going all the way back to 1992. But, you know, he was at Oklahoma State, uh, worked with Tony Wise, the offensive line coach at Oklahoma State at the time, who, of course, later became the Cowboys offensive line coach. Uh, And then he was at Wichita State. And then after that season at Wichita State in '84. He went to the University of Miami as a volunteer assistant coach working Mm -hmm. with Butch Davis, who was the defensive line coach at uh, the U at that time. You think about that decision for him. He goes, okay, I'm going to work as a volunteer coach at the University of Miami. And then a few years later, what happens? Of course, Jimmy Johnson gets hired in Dallas with the Cowboys. And so five years basically after he made that decision – he joins the scouting department yep. with the Cowboys, which turns into basically 30 years with the Cowboys. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. sometimes you have to take a chance on yeah. things. You, you know, do. It's a, especially it's a great in that great pro- lesson. Especially
5: in that profession. Yeah. You get it. Sometimes you, you got to do a job. You don't. Some of the great su- success stories are about these head coaches now that started off doing something that was, you're like, really? You were a high school coach that, mm-hmm. you know, and next thing you know, they're, Head coaching of a very successful program.
3: And then two scouts have moved on to the Oakland Raiders, Jim Abrams, and then Walter Juliff after 31 years yeah. with the Cowboys, 35 in the NFL as a scout. I did, I,
0: I'm shocked that he's leaving the state of Texas because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's been here his whole life. From yeah, San yes. Angelo, Angelo Grew State up, University. Yeah, yeah, San Angelo, and then, you know, coached high school for a while and then became Curbill a title. scout. And yeah, he's been here since 88. Nobody is as hard on Texas players as. As Julen. Walter Julie.
5: <laughs> it's impossible to get you. See how many Texas players that's, have been yeah, drafted here. That's a good point. Because Walter, Walter was one of those guys. He knows their warts. Yeah, he would. He. It could be Ricky Williams. It could be. Yeah, it didn't matter. Sean Rodgers. It didn't matter. He would. He would fight you on these kids. I mean, fight you on them. And the thing about Walter, and I think with Walter is that uh, I, I said this on Twitter last night. Someone asked me about Walter moving on. Why would he move? You know, we, these pensions now that we deal with and the, the years of service that we deal with, and there's certain things that you can get, you know, the way the league takes your three best years of earnings as a front office member. And so mm. he gets paid very well for three years, say, with the Raiders. Then those will be the three years that, they, that the league takes and averages
0: out for him. So, And he's going to be the college scouting director. Right? I think
5: Jim Abrams is that guy already. Oh,
0: I thought they that's
5: yeah. what uh, Walter yeah. was going to be. Jim Jim's a, Jim's a damn good scout too. He came from that 49er uh, group that, that was, you know, that back in the day with with Bill Walsh and that and that bunch and, and Jim will do a fine job with with the Raiders. I've always enjoyed visiting with him, but but yeah, Walter's another one of those guys that we, we didn't have a whole lot of success with him. Walter was a guy that worked underneath Larry Lacewell, uh you know, he, he was one of those guys. Walter always was everywhere. I, I've never been on a school call that everybody didn't. Everybody in the in the in the country knows Walter Juliff. Mm-hmm. Walter Juliff can go into any college program, and somebody there will know Walter Juliff. And that's that's a credit to him lasting this long and uh, what he was been able to accomplish. I'm happy for him that he's going to get the opportunity. As we again, we get to the later points in life where you have to think about okay, how am I going to set myself up? Uh, at the end of this, and uh, and uh, he is in fact uh, he's going to do it the right way here with the Raiders. Again, sorry to lose him, but uh, they'll find a way to to move to replace him and and get somebody else in here that can can help him out.
0: I yeah. think he just wanted to leave, live in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well the beauty of it for him he can still live in Austin. I mean
3: yeah. he'll yeah. still live yeah. in Austin. He's not going to leave Austin. Exactly. Yeah. And, but what is it a year from now they go on to Vegas? Yep. Yeah, Another yeah. year. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
5: yeah, Walter it'll be funny to see him uh, walking around the combine in the senior bowl with a different color hat on.
4: That's going to mm-hmm. be weird. It's going to be yeah. really
5: weird. But but Walter's been he he's a you know he's a guy that's He's had his ups and downs. We all have had our ups and downs. And, again, he's a guy that will battle tooth and nail for players, and I think that's the thing you have to respect about him the most. All right, let's go to the
3: phone lines. Let's go to Brunlow and Bermuda here on hey, Talking good Cowboys. Good afternoon,
2: gentlemen. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you guys doing?
3: Excellent, thank Great.
2: you. Great. Good, good, good. Okay, I've got a question for you. Um, with, the, with the success that the Cowboys are having with the offensive line, Malik Collins is going to be a free agent next year. He drafted McGregor. Um, the Santa?
3: You mean, you're talking uh, about Lyle you're Collins. You're talking about Lyle Collins, right? Lyle Collins? Yes, Lyle Collins yeah. is going
2: to be a free agent next year. Right, right. Uh, if, if him likely to sign a huge contract as a free agent, we're likely get a third-round pick, right, in the, in the compensatory thing.
5: You'd hope, if yes.
2: Team, if, right, if a team in the a playoff team loses a left tackle. Would the Cowboys be in a position to 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 um trade Collins for a fresh round pick in return with the depth now that we have? Is that a possibility? Hmm. Instead of waiting for um next year to get a third round compensatory pick, we can get a fresh round pick and then move Connor Williams to tackle and, and the other Connor will play a guard. Okay. Okay? And uh, I'd also like to, like to thank Brian and his team for an outstanding draft coverage.
5: Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's very kind of you to say that. One of my favorite countries in the world, by the way Bermuda. My,
4: yeah, right behind this, Pl- this one. Yeah. For me. Oh, yep. my
5: gosh. What a beautiful place. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, to me, okay, this is where I think he's going. He's trying to figure out a way if you, if maybe that somebody, maybe you get in a situation like the Cowboys did with, with having to get with Amari Cooper. Maybe maybe it's a team that that is saying you know what, you know we we'll, get, we'll give a first round pick for. Her. I think that's your best avenue if you want to make that move. If you want to make that move, I think that I don't know if it's a trade that happens. I don't know if it's a trade that happens early, but maybe it's one that if if, if you did it, it would probably have to materialize maybe a week or two into the season, and then you kind of figure things out.
4: Yeah, we've gotten a lot of questions from fans asking like okay, if you think Lyle might leave in free agency right. next year, do you go ahead and start giving Connor Williams reps at tackle right. and all that? Which, to this point, there hasn't been an indication that they're going to do that at this point. Um, we'll see at the OTAs. We'll see. Do you, wa- you, you want to see- win?
0: Are you yelling at me? or No, no. <laughs> <at, laughs> like, just throwing it out there. Do you want to win? <laughs> Are you going to make all these changes on the offensive line? I guess, for the next I guess year? what we're I'm just trying at is, to I'm, how
5: does the team feel about Lyle Collins? I'm just trying to answer the man's I mean,
0: question. I think, think they like no, that's what I was asking him though. Do you want to win or do you want to uh, uh, stack course, up draft of course,
5: choices? Of course,
0: he wants to win.
5: I
4: think they like Lyle Collins a lot. Yeah, I do think but, I do think at some point you got to start looking at your roster and like how many guys can we pay. And will we be able to keep him a year from now? I don't think it's that they don't like Lyle Collins. I think it's just something. And, and McGovern pick, I don't think was made with that in mind. I think it was just it was that whole blinking light thing. But by the way, mm. this guy offers a lot of depth. Travis Frederick is coming off a, a pretty serious
0: illness. Can't hurt. Can't okay. hurt to, to add to a position of strength. Would you, right you take right now? A, Would you
5: take a one right now for Lyle Collins?
0: Oh he- heck yes. Okay, but no. Ask me the other question. Would I give up a one for Lyle Counts? I, I, you know, I, would what, not. I, I didn't think anybody was becoming
5: a free agent. I didn't think yeah. anybody. Well, but look what that look what happened with Cooper. I mean, look at that. That mm-hmm. you end up you're even having to pay that. You get one well, to Cooper, pay yet another year, thirteen million dollars. Yeah,
3: but and you then still now, had you, now him under you had control. another year, you had another yeah. y- another year it's under control. Same. Well, no, it's not. No, because he's not a first round pick. You don't have the fifth year option. He's a free on him. agent next year.
5: I understand that, but I'm just saying though that you're having to pay both guys anyway, right? I mean, you're, if you're trading for, him, yeah, you're going mean, to try and keep that, him, right? Your your intent probably is to pay him. Am I right? Yeah. You're, yeah, not you're, training, you're, you're not going to trade for him. You're not going him. That's the reason. Yes, yeah, ex- that's exactly right. So, and
3: tackles are hard, very, very hard to come by. But you just so said you give a
5: first. You, you personally, I would would take, take a first, it. You would take it, but I wouldn't give it. Okay, I'm on. Okay, let's let's look at the Cowboys' angle here, and that's what I think Rob is trying to do here. I
0: think but it, I wouldn't take it. Like right, you just tomorrow. asked you just asked if we're trying to win.
5: Yeah, I just okay. asked are you right. trying you did, to win
0: because now you're going to have somebody playing right tackle But that's you not just said you would you right take a one. You'll
5: take a first round. Well, yeah, pick. I would, but I wouldn't do it. You're riding the fence now.
0: What is no, what does that mean? I would take Yeah, you, exactly. If what do you somebody mean? offered me a first for him? Yeah. Like uh, You'd have yeah. to shuffle
5: the line anyway. Then no, I,
0: but no. but how's that going to affect what I'm trying to win this year? Here, so here's the difference. Because you're On talking the Amari about, Cooper. you're, you're going to just slide a rookie in at left guard and a second year you guy just said you take a who one. hasn't played. Ta- I wouldn't do it.
5: Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: trying right, to here, I'm trying to figure this here, out. Here's
5: the, here's
3: the difference. The um, the reason the Raiders <laughs> traded Amari Cooper. What was the what was the Raiders' record? <laughs> When when they traded Amari Cooper, they were going down the two. They were not good. Okay. Yeah. And so so if the Cowboys are in the same, I'm saving Mickey. Here. Thank you. If, if the Cowboys question, are in now the you're same position, what I was but his as question the was right. his
5: question right was now. the question of the I think the line the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the question was you're not going to be able to resign him. That's the question. Not if you're going down the tubes. The question was, you're not going to be able to resign him, and would you take a pick right now? I, but I think Mickey is now <laughs> backtracking
3: saying, wait a second, I would not take I, – if I was in the Raiders position with the Cooper, if I'm going down the tubes leading up to the trade deadline, sure, I'm taking a one for Lyle Collins. Sure.
0: Yeah. If,
4: you're, if you're trying to line up and go win the right. Super
0: Bowl, I want sure. Lyle
4: Collins on my team. But right. Who right. in their right
0: mind would give up a one? I don't know. It's well, just as, a hypothetical. As Brian says,
3: if there is a team who really likes Lyle Collins and maybe they've had discussions with his agent, they know they can sign him long term. They then think yeah. that is the opportunity to,
4: yeah.
5: to, to, get it's your. The team took a lot of grief for taking a, yeah. w- giving up a one for uh, Amari Cooper. Who would you no. have done that? I don't. I think we did some shows where you said you wouldn't have done that.
0: I said I'd give up a second.
5: Okay, see.
0: And by the but way, they gave
5: up a one.
4: Yeah. Stephen Jones told us last week they have gotten calls from teams asking about certain spots. And he went on to say that we love our offensive line depth, so maybe you can connect the dots there. And they're not willing to do anything right now, but they do have a lot of depth there. As Brian said, all these guys that they're bringing in, these rookies, like not all of them are going to make the team. All of a sudden, you've got a third-round pick who you love you got Joe Looney as a nice interior backup guy, assuming Travis is going to be good to go. And Travis has said, you know, I need to get into training camp and put the pads on and see where I'm at. I will say this. Every time we always talk about how much depth there is at a spot, mm-hmm. depth is fleeting. That's right. Things happen. Who knew what, this, what would happen to Travis last year and give him so much credit for working his way back, but you just never know what's going to happen. Who's the
5: one player you have that has some value on your roster right now if you could trade?
4: The one player – like from a position of depth and just
5: yeah, and who who is that guy?
4: There's a lot of them in terms of trade value. Guys, Not you go. guys,
5: you. <laughs> there's no there's value. There's there's the, Kit with the- no value there, no value with Lewis. I mean, who else are you gonna? Who else are you willing to move? I mean, to to get something significant. I mean, a second oh, oh, round so, pick, maybe that yeah. you're that
4: you'd be willing yeah, to move. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that there is because now that you're past the draft. I mean, what's it's I kind of now I'm I'm actually understand what a little bit of what Mickey's saying like <laughs> now that the draft's over, now you're getting picks for next year when you're going to try to win a Super Bowl. Like, what does that really help you right now? Uh, if but it, if
5: you feel good about your depth and you know you're not going to resign the guy.
0: What do you know about your depth on the offensive
5: line? Well, you know that Connor Williams can play. I've seen Connor Williams play tackle at a high level. I think they well, think would he be can do re- it eventually. That
3: would be the only reason. If, he's going if, to get if ready. Coaches in, 2020, have some
5: knowledge in, 2020, of, in 2020, he's going to be your right tackle. Yeah, I mean, okay, if, if and if the what if Travis Frederick
0: like... is not playing football? Who's playing center?
5: Okay. Well, then the, the kid you drafted from Penn State. Well, then who's playing guard? Well, then uh, Joe Looney could play. Or Joe Looney? Joe Looney played 16 weeks for you last? suddenly
0: left. my offensive line that was considered the best offensive line in of the it's National not Football the, League at one point, Let at, me finish, okay. uh, is no longer, is just average. The I think the only It's way average on one move? No, you've made two moves, three moves. If Frederick can't play, you trade Collins... And 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 now you have got to put a rookie at left guard. You got to put a second year guy at right tackle. And now you're back with Looney at center. You're going to win with that. But you'd take the first round pick, though. He would. <laughs> no. If you could keep him and take the first if round I pick. Was, if I it. was three and five at the halfway point, I might consider it. I okay. Gotcha. I'll do what.
3: do <laughs> I think the only Good way movie. that the Cowboys but would. But you're make-
0: asking me if I would do it today. I'm with you. I wouldn't do it either. I, I I'm trying not, to line up, but I win don't the Super have Bowl. I
3: don't have the knowledge that the Cowboys coaches have about the, those offensive linemen. If they if the Cowboys coaches think that Connor Williams is a better right tackle than Lyle Collins is, and that Connor McGovern can go in and play and start at left guard for you, then it, I, I I still hesitate because of what Rob's talking about. Injuries happen in this league. Yeah, and, Fleming too. And, and, Fleming and, and Suafilo as a backup. Right. Oh yeah. Right.
4: I'm just saying so, there's depth, Mickey. I'm just right. saying there's depth. The Fleming and, but might that's, not make this
3: team. But that's the beauty of the third round compensation <laughs> is getting the, the, the compensation too. You is. like Fleming? They signed him
0: to a two-year like I know they did. They yeah. went two
4: and zero oh with him at left tackle.
3: Yeah, yeah with the tight end
0: in his back pocket. Mm. Almost every play. I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> Go try that. Okay, They might might have to next year. He was so good, New England said, you know what, we we don't need to sign him. Guy played a Super Bowl. Mickey, I know he did. It's the miracle.
3: Stop it. Wow! Okay, we're going to continue with Talking Cowboys, and we're going to find out who else Mickey may or may not take a first-round draft pick for in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to
0: unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for
5: blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito-Pie. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com/slash football.
1: Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice cool Dr. Pepper, roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. Twenty-three flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you.
2: You! You!
1: Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave.
0: Back
1: to Talkin' Cowboys.
0: Well, there's some Jack Black for you right there if you go to getjackblack.com. Well, I got another code you can use, PIC6, and the offer uh, is now available. You have your new picks for PIC6. You get free deluxe samples, plus check this out, a free can cooler. And all you have to do is spend $75 on some of their items, and then you get the sample size pick six. And that you get if you use the code PICK6. Go to getjackclack.com.
3: And do you have to use the number six, or do you spell out
0: six? You use the number six. Pick six. Pick six. Right. Okay. Is that like uh, one of those lottery tickets you can buy? Scratch-offs? Yeah, that's Texas Lottery. We'll do that read here next week, probably. (laughs) We'll join
5: the rotation
0: coming up. That will
3: be part of the coming up soon. Pick six is a football reference, but uh, yeah, sure. Yes. yes. Yes, sir. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if Mickey got that.
5: I <laughs> would to
0: declare No, no I, we're good. I, I, I thought it Texas Lottery scratch a, a, off. Again, you I got a pick six. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Let's yeah. Is that horse racing? Could you pick six? I, I, yeah, I yeah. wish yeah. I could
5: have the other yeah. day. We haven't seen a lot of pick sixes around here. Mm. Byron Jones, the last one, I believe, in Washington in the rain, maybe? Mm, yeah. Mm. Mm. Didn't it end that game? Man, that's
3: a long time ago. Sounds
5: right. Was it two years ago? He's playing safety three years ago? Two years ago?
4: Two years ago.
3: Jalen say- Smith was a fumble return, right? You want, to yes. trade, you want to trade him? You want to win? Who, Byron Jones or You, you want a Smith? damn win? <laughs> in oh, the last God. year his contract. Byron Jones? Yeah. Well, he's coming off a hip procedure. Looks good he? walking around, though. He does? So okay. I'm walking around the there. He's fine. Yeah, Very good. good. All right, let's go to Trey in Mississippi. Up next on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Trey.
1: Hi, how you guys doing today? Good. Good. All right, uh, let me start off by saying I love listening to you guys, and I learned so much from y'all. I have two things that I want to talk about. The first thing is offensive speed. I can't remember a time when we've had so much offensive speed on that side of the ball, even going back to uh, the Miles Austin days and days of those sorts. We've never had multiple receivers that were sub-4-4 guys, if I can remember correctly. Mm-hmm. My next thing is uh, Jeff Heath. I I don't think he's as much of a weak link as a lot of people talk about. Okay. If people remember that hustle play he made against Oakland save get the game. That ball out right before right before the goal line. A lot of safeties aren't making that play or even putting in that effort. Also, if Aaron Rodgers drops that ball on that sack in the playoffs, we're thinking about Jeff Heath in a whole different light. Yep. So uh I'm gonna hang up and just listen to what you guys think. He's
0: been this team's interception leader for the past four or five years. He makes plays. Evidently, the coaching staff agrees with you on your assessment of Jeff Heath. Yeah, they, they were in no hurry to move on from him.
5: No, that'll be that'll be for this draft. We'll think about the day they had all those safeties sitting there, and they said, "You know what? We're okay with Woods and Heath and Frazier and Aloka, and you know they, again they they picked the kid. Uh, you know they picked the the Wilson kid." We'll see if he can come in and help. Maybe Wilson is the a better version of Kayvon Frazier. or may you know we'll see. Uh, that's kind of where I think this thing is going to is going to go. I I've, myself have always been a big, big Jeff Heath fan because I think you have to have a safety that plays with toughness. I think you have to have the safety that plays with some intelligence, and I think he does both of those. Is there some things he's physically limited at? Yeah, I do think there's some things there, but overall though, I, I, Jeff Heath does not kill you as bad as. As Cowboy Nation wants to believe, and we'll see. Again, Mickey brought up uh, Donovan Wilson's name early in this uh, campaign. We'll see how well he plays uh, once we get to Oxnard and the pads come on, and see if he can play with intelligence and toughness and all that. And you know, maybe they found him one there.
3: Which was the fastest wide receiver core the Cowboys have ever had.
4: That's a, that was a good point by the caller. Um Mm. I got a proposal for you. you but meant, so I'll
3: let y'all. know. Well,
0: is one, it one with well, one of them's got to include Bob Hayes, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I think you start there. Uh, but what wasn't
5: about, there wasn't there like a you know with the with the Alexander Wright group? What was that? Yeah, but he, what, he was he a very good receiver. Well, I'm just saying the fastest. He yeah. said the fastest core of the fast. Yeah. fastest um, group of wide receivers. But Michael, like had Michael was time. not fast. fast yeah. So Michael brings him down. Who else was it? Was Harper in that group,
0: yeah. though? Not until 91. So 91. Alexander so, Wright was
5: 89, wasn't he? He was, he 90, was
0: second yeah. round pick in 90. Yeah, okay. So. No, in. no, no. Uh, yeah, second round pick in 90. Yeah. After Emmett. Did Rocket. And Galloway, Joey Galloway played together. That might
5: be a situation there.
0: Mm. Early two thousands, they do because Galloway got hurt in ninety. Rocket, yeah, two
5: thousand season, yeah. uh, Yeah, They played together, yeah. But but Joey got hurt, but he got hurt the
0: first game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that they. So they played two thousand one together. Yeah, ninety nine to two thousand one was Rockets' time here. So so they would have played together in two thousand one.
4: Terry Glenn offered a lot of speed. Terry Glenn, Mm -hmm. he was here. With Austin, right? Um, With Austin.
3: Well, oh, a few Miles wasn't a starter oh, back then. Yeah, because Austin was a free agent in 07. Terry's
4: last oh, year was 06. Yeah. And then yeah, didn't play until,
3: yeah. It's a good point, I propose, though. Well, I, we'll propose, see. I propose 1971 when the receiving, nah, let's go 1970, because Hayes didn't do anything in
0: 71. Yeah, but he was still fast. Yeah. Well, now that I look at it, You know? I mean, because Drew wasn't a burner. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no.
3: Hayes did a lot. Okay, never mind. 71, which was a Super Bowl season. Your top two wide receivers were Bob Hayes and Lance Allworth. Allworth, right. But Allworth. Allworth? Okay, I'd look it up. Allworth was a track star running the 100 and 220-yard dashes in 9.6 seconds and 21.2 seconds, respectively. Yes, Okay. At Arkansas. So that qualifies him as fast. I am, yeah. Yeah. I'm out that's of this true. conversation. <laughs> that's true.
4: That's true. So there you go. Yeah. I think Bob Hayes counts as two. Yeah, that's right. Olympic speed. Well,
3: you, you had to get a second one with him, and then yeah.
4: Bambi is good enough for me.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. there, there you, here go. you go. And so with this with this group, the two rookie for agents they added can run. Mm-hmm. You wrote about Jalen Guyton Jalen Guyton and John Veya Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them... I don't think either one of them went to the combine, but on their pro days, uh, four three nine
5: four three
3: 4, seven
0: 4, four. I was going to say sub four four. So yeah, yeah. four Jaylen three nine. Jaylen
3: Guyton faster than Kyler Murray. They were teammates at high, in high school at Allen. I knew you were going to somehow
5: tie
0: this together. <laughs> Caught two thousand yards worth of passes from Kyler Murray and mm-hmm. Allen. On three state championship teams. Jeez. So those guys mm-hmm. can and run. He went to
3: Notre Dame yeah. and then, not sure what happened after that, but wound up at North Texas. And that guy can talk. We ran an interview with him last night on CBS 11, and that guy's got Guyton. personality on him, Jalen Guyton. Yes. And then you no. talk
0: about the confidence. Yeah.
3: He's got a load
0: of confidence, too. Yeah, so, and he and – so We'll we know, see if he can play. Played at North Texas those la- these last two years, and – um he could be a sleeper in well, that group yeah both guys had you know 6th round grades on their board
5: so, you know, right there, you're looking for the traits. And what's the traits? The ability to run. But you watch Guyton play. And then I, I had a lot of chance to watch the Johnson play at Toledo. Toledo had, like, three receivers that you, you had mm-hmm. to study. A couple of Johnson's. You really Yeah, you really had to study those guys because they they were, they were did a nice job. I'll tell you the thing that was impressed about Guyton was that ability. Like, he caught a lot of inside routes, in, breaking routes. And the next thing you know, as he's catching that ball, he is up the field. I mean, he is accelerating then I think that that, that's going to be his way of making this football team. Somebody's going to have to come in here. And I don't know if we've talked about this. Maybe this is for another show another day. But of all these – and we did a mailbag question about that today. That's kind of why it brought it it up. How that group's going to shake out. Yeah, how that group is going to shake out. Because you'd like to think that maybe experience will help these guys. But, man, the talent of these two kids, of Johnson and Guyton – might put a veteran wide receiver or two Or and I'm two. Talking, I'm thinking yeah. about veteran I'm thinking about a veteran guy like Lance Lenore. I mean veteran in a way who's been here for two, three years, kind I, of a thing. And when we talk
4: I mean we talk went through it on the mailbag and you've got obviously Amari, Gallup, and Cobb. And then I think they kept six pretty much throughout the season last year. Might have to keep seven. Allen Hearns is coming off a, a major injury. Just keep in mind though, he's a steady presence there for them, because he coaches love him. He, right, he's you know he's a vet. He plays all three positions. If he can get back healthy, Noel Brown has taken steps as a wide receiver, and he helps on special teams. They like him, but again, yeah, these guys are going to be in competition. So yeah. Cedric there's, there's Wilson five. was a draft pick last and year, and you
0: know what? Don't don't go to sleep on Devin. Smith another guy yeah, another he, guy can can run. yeah. he can run yeah. we yeah. just have second a, round pick that was yeah. a guy yeah. at Ohio State that was mm-hmm. a track champion in in the uh, state of Thought Ohio about
3: speed right there a lot yeah. Of yeah. Not, competition maybe, maybe not Bob Hayes or Lance Allworth <laughs> speed but there's a lot of speed there
0: <laughs> so, so somebody uh, at the mention, end of that deal they're they're yeah. not going to be here we didn't we even mention here. Tavon Austin
3: yeah uh-huh. there's so, some speed
0: yeah
3: hmm if they use it the right way all right, let's go back to Mississippi. It's amazing how many Cowboys fans are in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Chris in Mississippi, Chris you're up Chris is getting now. out of his car. Hey,
5: how are y'all
6: doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving down the road. There you go. Yeah, there we go, Chris. A driver. <laughs> oh, <hey>. All right,
5: <laughs> be
2: safe out I've there.
6: Got, I've got two questions for y'all. One on just a general topic. The other one's for Brian brought us, and then I have a comment. Okay. All right. I want to say, I want to say this. I want to ask a question. When, I've never heard it and I've never even seen anybody suggest that Dak said that he wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I think that he deserves to be a pretty good quarterback, to be a pretty good paid quarterback because of what he's done on the field. And the other question is, is Brian, I know it's early and this, that, and the other, but you're an LSU fan. I want you to watch. This Mississippi State defense again this next year. Oh, okay. we, have, we have some. We have some really, really, really good players. Oh,
5: you always have good defensive players. I get tired of because, seeing that. I get tired of hearing them damn cowbells when we play down there. Yeah, no, you we got. Have, no, we no.
6: Probably have one of the better linebackers in the SEC this year. Oh no, a you lot guys of people don't know that. Yeah, what's we, his, his name? His name is Earl Thompson Jr.
3: Earl Thompson he is, Jr. He
6: is going to be a very, very high draft pick because he is very smart very yeah. physical and a very good player bill
3: has started uh, and, a new and, and,
4: page in the green notebook uh, that's right yeah. uh,
3: earl thompson jr is my first entry in the big green
4: <laughs> notebook i'm glad that, that was uh, for brian now did way. you
3: have another comment you wanted to make because we're up against the clock that's and we'll I mean. and we'll address I your heard, other stuff here
6: i heard exactly what you said about jeff heath and i want to caution cowboy fans in one thing Remember that we're paying big money to some of these other people. Yeah. Jeff Heath is a very serviceable option for what money we can probably pay him compared to what we can pay somebody else for the rest of, for the rest of his career. And people need to think about that. I mean, we get a big name safety, we're going to have to pay him big money or he's going to be gone. Yep.
3: And, and, and Jeff, Jeff Heath, Jeff great. Heath is on a four-year, seven-point-seven million-dollar deal right that here. expires this year. Yeah, there's a All wise right. man driving that I, truck. That's right. But mm. I, Chris, I think someone is is uh, at those truck stops is uh, feeding you a line about Dak wanting to be the highest-paid quarterback. No, he hasn't. No, said, he said he, he, he said hadn't heard it. it. Oh, he, he hasn't he seen it. Hasn't seen it. it. Yeah, I he thought has, you said and you had. No, Right. Because Dak hasn't spoken on it bit. All right. Very
5: good.
0: Yeah. As a matter of fact.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I he's right about Mississippi State. My gosh, I was watching that film last year, the you know, the the rush in, the defensive tackle. I mean, they, they the safety, it, it, that's a defense. It, 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 the defense was not the problem at Mississippi State, you know. They just needed more consistent play from the quarterback and they would be just fine. I, I hate playing there. That's Starkville, God bless. It's loud, it's those bells, it's uh fans are just all over you. It's one of those small stadiums, you know, you kind of you it looks kind there? of big from the from the road I've driven by it. I haven't yeah, been in well, it, but I drove. St- the, Arc- the, Vegas. Fans, the fans are on top of you. That's yeah. the problem. God mm. bless. Go away.
3: I still Whoa. look at that. <laughs> if you can find it on YouTube, Dak Prescott's last game, at at Starkville, where he was walking. Making the dog walk or whatever yeah. it is they call it uh, from the bus or from the dorm to the stadium, and there were people lined up. I mean, it had to be. It looked like for a mile there were. Come on, bullets. Bill. That's the SEC. <laughs> no,
5: but this, this was this special. ain't the Big Twelve,
3: okay? I mean, Come on, this, this is the SEC.
5: It, it was. We, it's because you guys don't wild. play any defense in the that's Big Twelve. Right. That's okay. That's right.
3: Don't worry about it. Can you imagine the lines for Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray? Do we have that? <laughs>
5: Well, you're an alum.
3: Did, Did anybody line up in Oklahoma? No, no, there's, been, there's been plenty of lineups
0: in Oklahoma. <laughs> the wrong kind of lineup. <laughs> they, they all got to <laughs> We need to get Switzer on the show sometime with the God. height next to it. <laughs> have they have they built the statues
3: yet for them guys? <laughs> uh, there's got to be a statue for Dak very soon. Should oh, be, it's, in yeah, should it's be, right.
5: I told you that story real quick. If I can't I know where yep, I went past so, but but yeah, when after he left Mississippi State, scouts were going back in there, and they were going, "Where are all the players? Where all the?" Where? And, you know, they they figured out it was Dak Prescott, the one that was the, mm-hmm. that team was ranked number one in the country for several weeks. And, you know, right. had it finished the way they did. And it was really all, a lot of it because of that quarterback. Yep. Because all the scouts were like, whoa, we're all these players. You guys are top.
3: And they haven't been the same that, since that then. They haven't been the same since. Yep. They you got right up about to number that. one in the country with Dak as the quarterback. Sure did. All right. Uh, it'll be an OTA edition of Talking Cowboys next Tuesday. There you go. From the Star.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!